Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. What's going on, everybody? How are you doing? All right. So if you could, please head on down to the show notes. There should be a clickable link to at least my Twitter feed. Okay? Um, might be some other stuff over there. That'd be pretty cool. Um, otherwise, you can just go to... Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, search for Dow of Rich. That should take you to my content. Once you are there, like, follow, and subscribe. And share with a friend and interact with me. Say hi, let me know what you, let me know what you think about the show. Okay? Alright, on Wednesday, um, I want to talk about minimalism. Okay? I've gotten into it a bit, and I want to I want to focus on focus on that because I, I feel like you know, it's like one of those free flow things again, and I'm I'm trying to make some connections in my head here. Thought this would be a great time to hit record, right? myself 
the number? Where, where's the the line at? And a lot of people, you know, kind of the same answer as far as being Buddhist or being Taoist. Like, so long as you're on the path, you can call yourself minimalist or Buddhist or Taoist or Democrat or Republican or whatever. And and for me, I. I'm one of those people that feels as though titles are earned, okay? You know what I mean? Like, like somebody who, you know, goes, uh, goes to a monastery, a Buddhist monastery, and he's just a, a regular old devotee, a disciple or whatever and he works his way up through the ranks and stuff and that kind of thing those, those titles that he has worked towards or how about doctor okay so something a little less a less on the spiritual side here how about the word doctor okay doctors whether they're physicians or philosophers or whatever they've They've done some work. They've they've put in some hours. They've put in a lot of effort to earn that title of doctor or of lama or of sijo or of whatever. Okay, they they've put in some effort there, and for me. For me, it's something, it, it means something to me. And because of, you know, particular rules that people follow in, in order to call themselves Buddhist that I don't follow, out of respect to those people, I don't call myself a Buddhist. Okay? know some doctor stuff but out of respect for those who have spent years and hundreds of thousands of dollars on their degree and their ability to practice medicine out of respect to those people I don't call myself a doctor particular point so that I felt that I had earned the word minimalist, earned the title minimalist. And every time I feel like I'm, I'm getting close, I realize I'm not. And it, it's one of the, it's one of those words, it's one of those titles, it's one of those mindsets that really it really drives because it it hasn't how do I say it's because of minimalism it's because of the things I have discovered 
because I have put myself into a minimalist mindset that I have I have gotten to this place that I am now. Alright, so if, if I wanted to create a religion or something, I would definitely be revolving it around some sort of a minimalist mindset. And as far as that goes, I, I, I honestly feel like Taoism is is one of those philosophies, one of those religions that you know that that falls in line for me. This idea of of minimalism and nature and you know all that fun stuff all coming together right here in Taoism. I'm not even calling myself a Taoist. Okay, I don't, I don't even know if that's if, if that's a word. You know what I mean? And, and the further I dig into it, you know, the, the harder the harder I try to get myself to a level where minimalism feels like. A, a title that I've earned. The further I dig into it, that Taoism, uh, Taoist, is a title that I have earned. The less. I feel it is necessary to have that title. Does that make sense? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, uh, I don't think that the title should be the thing that we are most concerned with. what is a title? The title is something that you refer to yourself as in order to explain yourself to somebody. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you go over to a friend's house and they're, they're cooking up a bunch of meat on the grill and they're having a big barbecue Da, 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 right? And like, hey, buddy, you ready to eat? And you kind of look at him like, um, um, no, I, I can't. Well, why not? Well, because I'm a Buddhist, or I'm a vegetarian. situations where I, I I equate Buddhism with vegetarianism. Okay. For for me personally, in order to carry that title of Buddhist, I I feel like one should be a vegetarian. You know the 
first precept being, you know, do not kill. Take no life. Some, some translated to cause no suffering. Right? Even though you're not the one killing the animal, your, your participation in that market creates a demand for there to be more hamburger, more bacon, more hot dogs on the market. So they're going to kill animals based upon your demand. You cause that suffering. And it, it's something that I'm working on myself, trying to... Ooh, it, and it's, it's kind of a weird thing for me. It, it, it's something I'm having to wrap my mind around, being a vegetarian. There, you know, there's, a, there's a lot of days that I can go without eating meat. But sometimes I get that hankering for a big old greasy bacon cheeseburger and... You know, I just, I, I indulge, and I don't, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, so I ask myself, you know, is that? I ask myself, is that okay? Am I, am I still in a balance here? You know, I, I don't want. I don't want to go out and kill every single squirrel, you know. If if, if anything, I, I want to be that homesteader that's got a handful of livestock out in the backyard, you know, rabbits and chickens and and some sort of fish thing going on as far as aquaponics goes or some sort of a little pond kind of thing right I want to do these things you know because I've, I've got a bit of a prepper mindset and I want to have food immediately available to me for that just in case type of scenario but to also, you know, I, I feel like, I feel like in that scenario, this probably goes into a different episode, but I'm going to talk about it since I, I talk about whatever anyway, right? <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, that, and, and Joe Rogan had an episode with, uh, Ted Nugent that kind of helps bring me closer to center more in balance here with this idea that you know as as a hunter Ted Nugent goes out into the woods with, with one bow and one arrow and kills one animal and he feeds his family for weeks or months depending on the animal Joe Rogan continues on with the idea of, you know, being a vegetarian and the, the, 
methods that, that they use to harvest the, the crops and whatnot, they, they do not discriminate between plant and animal. You know what I mean? They, they just suck everything up. And it goes through the grinder and it kills, you know, baby rabbits, adult rabbits, snakes, bugs, everything in its path. That machine sucks up and kills. Including the plants. Because yeah, those plants were alive until they got yanked out of the ground so that you could eat them. Right? And and how I'm how I'm going to be moving forward as far as this all goes. Yeah, you know, the whole idea of me providing one hundred percent of my own calories out of my own backyard and then and then stepping it up and and then adding my wife and my kids and stuff like that, you know, my my immediate family, the people that live under my roof to do so well at gardening that I have all of this food. And and the plants be treated with respect and love and kindness. The animals, the fish, the chickens, the rabbits, that they've got names and, and they they are treated well. They're loved on, they're cared for, they're kept in, you know, the most hospitable situation that is, is possible, and then to upgrade as, you know, as, as much as possible, as frequently as possible to, to give the, you know, the, the most top-notch care that I can to my animals and, and my plants. And that, and that respect and that care and that love to be translated into the food that goes into my family's belly, that goes into my belly. You know what I mean? That's a...
way through the garden and throw, you know, throw a handful of fruits and veggies into a, into a basket or whatever and bring that basket along to work with me and nibble on it throughout the day and get home and, you know, the, the animals that live in my backyard, my, you know, may be oversimplifying or over romanticizing this I'm not 100% sure but you know after after a rabbit has lived its life and you know has, if nothing else even if I don't eat the animal you know he's been a cool pet hanging out got, got a little fur baby to scratch behind the ears and tell your problems to. You know, I'm, I'm a big fan of the idea that uh, uh, sometimes the best therapist is furry and has four legs. Right? Dogs, cats, rabbits, chickens. I've had chickens before, right? Chickens, uh, you know, I, I had three or four of them in the backyard of, at my old house and whenever I would get off of work, you know, I'd, I'd go home, I'd grab me a twisted tea out of the refrigerator, I'd sit out on the bench in the backyard, and I'd go, bop, 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 bop. and they'd hear me, and they know it was me, because I raised them from babies, I got them from, I got them from Orschlins, I put them in a homemade brooder, I'd go in there, and I'd talk to them every chance that I got, and I'd put the food in my hand, and they'd eat the food out of my hand, and they knew I was... I don't, I don't want to say master, but I don't want to say dad. That's kind of gross. But they they knew me as friend. They knew me as provider. They knew me as as a safe, comfortable human, an, an entity, a being that was that was safe and comforting. And whenever I got home and I called for them, they'd come running up the hill at me. And they'd come and sit on my bench with me, and we'd sit there and hang out, and I'd play on Facebook for a couple of minutes, drink my twisted tea, get up, go back inside and get started back on, on the rest of the day. And they'd go back down to their little space and hang out and, and, and do their thing. And, you know, it was just, it was an awesome thing. It was awesome. Awesome. Rabbits were the same way. I'd get them out of their little cage and let them run around and eat up the grass. I built a little tractor for them and I'd, I'd move the tractor around in the backyard and they'd, they'd eat the grass down to a certain point and they'd, they'd poop on the ground. Then I'd move the chicken tractor behind them and they'd eat the grass down and they'd work the poop into the, into the soil. And, you know, I had, I had great looking grass and that, and that little spot where I moved their little tractors around. It was awesome. I'd pick the weeds and I'd, I'd you know, I'd, I'd have a big handful of weeds in my hand and I'd split them in, in two and I'd give half of it to the chickens and the other half to the rabbits and, you know, it, it made the, it made their, their feed go that much longer. I sit here and I think about minimalism.
that there's this part of me that that looks at the the monastic level people that get into their spiritual trip so deep and so thoroughly and Taoists and, and Buddhists and Christians and Catholics that they get into that monastic level that, that's some deep stuff there and at that level they're, they're doing vows of celibacy, they're doing vows of poverty you know and and I sit here and, I, and I'm trying to I'm trying to reason this out with myself because that seems like the next level right that you get so far into your spiritual trip that you you ditch what everything but is that is that absolutely necessary is that really that really the next step? Is it really the next step to get rid of all of your stuff? Live out of your backpack. You know, sell your house, sell your cars, put your jobs, sell everything, leave your your spouse and your family behind and and go to a monastery and sit there and think deep thoughts while other people bring food to you and bring money to you. I, that, To me, that sounds like a really good racket to get into. Right? <laughs> and, not, and not to disrespect at all any, any monastic level people. You know, I, 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 I feel like I have a little bit of an understanding as to, to why you are there and why you are doing that. But, but I, I also... For me personally, I, I can't stand the idea of, of leaving everything behind, going to a monastery up in, up in the Wudan Mountains and, and staring at a wall for the rest of my life. Especially if my life is going to be another 50, 60 years. You know? <laughs> like, no, what, what is that accomplishing? Yeah, I I appreciate that that these people have done their thing and and written down some stories and stuff and passed it on to us regular people. They're great great stories, great examples to to adjust our lives to as best as we can. But does it really have to does it really have to be that much more? that makes sense? Does it really have to be that um, that we can't we can't have some stuff like we, we have a garden in our backyard because we are we are conscious of the idea that there are chemical companies out there that are killing off the population with their chemicals that cause cancers and other developmental diseases Okay? So instead of doing that to our spouses and our kids and the people that we love, 
we decided, hey, you know what? Instead, I want to go ahead and and have a, a garden in the backyard, and I'm going to spend all of the rest of my life developing the soil so that whenever my kids get older and I get older, you know, there's this this food production machine going on back here that that I can leave to my kids and I can say, okay, you know, here's here's one thing that you don't have to worry about so much because daddy's taking care of it. Okay? It's the end of my days. I'm on my deathbed. I'm I'm dying. This is the thing that I'm going to be able to leave behind for you. Here's food. Here's a a food growing machine. All you have to do is just follow the instructions that are set for it now and evolve it on through the rest of your life. And if they don't want to be, you know, if they don't want to be 50 years old and still living at mom and dad's, totally understandable. You want to get out and you want to have your own little house and your own little yard with your own little food production machine, fine. Absolutely fine. I totally understand. I will help you. I will get out there and if I can't do it physically, then I will do it, I will do it with. I will share my experiences with you. And part of me doing that is this show. Part of me doing that is this this content that I'm creating because I'm learning it myself. And the things that I learned, the, the, the experiments that I'm performing to try and get myself to my goal of 100% calories coming out of my backyard, I feel like me doing that, even though I am going to take life with my hands, that there will be living creatures, sentient beings that no longer are living because of my hands, because of the decisions that I have made, even though I'm doing that, I still feel good, I still feel right about the situation because they lived a good life in my backyard. And had they been a wild rabbit running around out in the world, more than likely would not meet a quick and swift death. You know what I mean? Like with modern technology right now, this this being one of those major reasons why I don't I don't completely shun modern technology and medicines and whatnot because a lot of the a lot of the horrible pains that our ancestors had to go through like kidney stones. I've had a kidney stone. If you've never had a kidney stone, don't. <laughs> Drink plenty of water, okay? Flush your kidneys out as much as possible. Keep your your circulatory system clean because if you get a stone, it hurts. 
It hurts a lot. And a lot of the time, they make you pass it. Right? But my stone was six millimeters. And I was not going to be able to pass it. Right? So they, I suffered and suffered and suffered. And finally, they're like, okay, well, you've suffered enough. We'll, we'll take that thing out of you. It's not going to pass. We'll get that out. I was like, oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so very much. All right. But because of modern medicine, I got some painkillers. And because of modern medicine, they were able to sneak a wire and all of that up through my urethra, into my bladder, through my ureter, and almost all the way up to my kidney to get this six millimeter stone. And they got it out, and they gave me lots of painkillers, and I got to go home later that day. And it was awesome. I, I may get little twinges of back pain here and there, you know, and it, and it makes me pause like, oh no, oh no, no, I've got, I've got another stone. But I don't. <laughs> but I feel like I I am in in the positive column as far as as far as karma goes because they, you know these animals they they could have been out in the wild they could have lived a much more horrible life but but I've eased their suffering to whatever level and they get to live more or less a full life versus a rabbit that gets chased down after however many months of life gets chased down by some mountain lion mountain lion slices its belly open with a claw while it's still alive still fresh warm blood and bleeding and still alive and watching this mountain lion eat its insides out while it's still alive Okay. For me, I'm feeling like that's a lot of suffering. You know, I, I've been I've been punched in the belly pretty hard, and that sucked. I can only imagine what it would feel like for a mountain lion to slice my belly open and eat my insides out while I'm still alive. for this being to experience an exponentially greater life than the animal out in the wild. Yes, it's still going to die. Yes, it's probably still not going to live until its final day. 
but one moment it's sitting there eating on some whatever and then over no pain no suffering just lights out and ultimately for me that's that's how I want to go I want to I want to go to sleep and not wake up I've 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 watched you know watching movies and and hearing stories and you know I I went to school to be a paramedic and I didn't actually see people die but I've I've seen people come into the ER and you know being rushed to a room to be worked on and later finding out that they died and they weren't they weren't in a peaceful place I've experienced a cardiac event and it was not a peaceful moment. But if I could go to sleep one night deep into my hundreds <laughs> I don't want to break the the age record but 110 that that seems like a a pretty long full life right? I I can see me getting way deeper into the into the spiritual trip those last 10 20 years right but to go to sleep that night and not wake up the next morning, I, I feel like that, you know, death has to be an acceptable thing. There's no getting out of it. You're not going to make it through this alive. You know, that was kind of one of my things with TikTok Han, you know, talking about, you know, once once you've learned to die you can finally live you know and, and accepting that idea that you're going to die that there is absolutely nothing that you can do to stop that moment from coming and we don't know when that moment is you know what I mean you can take all the one a day vitamin, vitamins that you can you can fight COVID-19, you can live through this, and you can live through that, and you can work out and exercise and do yoga and, and, and weight lift and body build and, and do the, you know, discover the healthiest diet known to man, and tomorrow you walk out your front door and a bus plows right into you. A dump truck that breaks fail at the top of the hill and plows right into you. The end. Okay, that, that, 
that's why I, I want there to be, you know, a considerable amount of seriousness behind what it is that I'm trying to do here. But I need you to understand that I, I am, I am the class clown. Okay. I need to smile, or I'm going to explode. There are going to be stressful days of my life. I'm talking about the, the the Monday morning boost there, you know. I I need I need that. You know what I mean? I need to laugh. I need to smile. I need to I need to do these things if not for myself, if for the people around me. I I've, you know, I, I don't feel like it's been imposed upon me. I feel like I've, I have given this responsibility to myself, but to those people around me that are a part of my life, I, I, I see their suffering. I see them frowning. I see them sad. I feel like I have to do something about that. I feel like I have to do something to put a smile on their face. I feel like that's my responsibility. Even if it's somebody that that hates me. Even if it's somebody who, who go, is actively trying to make my life more miserable. Especially those people. Especially those people I need to do something about. Because they're not... I don't think that they are necessarily doing it because they hate me, but but in a roundabout way, there's something there's something wrong in their lives that this is how it's translating, and I I need to do even if it's just a little something to crack those clouds open and this teeniest tiniest ray of sunshine shines through and hits them in the face and they and they pause for a minute and they take a nice deep breath. Because it happens all the time, you know. I, I live in Southwest Missouri in the Ozarks, and the, you know, the, the the weather systems around here are absolutely mind-boggling to me. I lived in St. Louis for the first 40 years of my life. Right? You look to the west, and you see dark clouds. It's going to be raining in a couple of hours. Right? In the Ozarks, it doesn't matter. The rain comes from everywhere. <laughs> the clouds just show up and they can hang out all day and go away and there not be any rain. There could be rain on one side of town and not on the other. It is it is a mind-boggling experience, I, I have to admit.
monastic level with my spirituality and, and shutting off all of the stuff and all of the, the what, what I used to refer to as the material trappings. Minimalism has become more of a of a mindset of okay, do I really need this? I have a goal. If I spend all of my money on this thing now, will I still be able to achieve my goal? And most of the stuff that I see, most of the stuff that catches my eye, you know, I'll I'll admit I'm. I'm still, I'm still human. I'm still weak whenever it comes to, you know, I, I'm driving down the road and I hear this, and it's some exotic car pulling up alongside of me and tearing off down the road. Ooh, look at that Ferrari. That is nice. I respect it because of the, the engineering and all of the, all of the fine little details that go into a car like that, I appreciate it, I respect it, but to put myself into a position where I can afford something like that is not something I'm willing to do with my sanity, okay? I don't want it. I wouldn't mind being put in a position to be able to rent one for a couple of hours or making friends with somebody who's got one and I can get out onto a track seeing just how fast I can go, that's fine with me, right? But to actually own one and have it serviced and maintained and and all of the stuff that comes along with having one of those, no, thank you. goal of being able to being able to provide 100% of my calories out of my backyard and hell even maybe my side yard and, and part of my front yard I'm going to need some tools to do that provide to provide a roof over the top of my family's head to provide rooms for my children to provide a shower and a toilet you know I'm gonna have to have tools to do these things I'm gonna have to have a job I'm gonna have to make money because I'm I'm living in this modern world and as much as it disgusts me how most of this world operates I'm still a part of it and I haven't I haven't figured out how to get myself out of this out of this not necessarily this world in general but this this system living living my life according to this system I have a few ideas and some things that I'd like to try and and the whole gardening thing and and backyard homesteading being a, a, a major major step in that direction you know what I mean but I'm going to need shelf 
like that and, and, and to be able to do these things at home. level that most extreme minimalist I'm not going to be that that guy sitting on the sitting on a log out in the middle of the woods with all of his possessions and a little messenger bag walking around with a cane and living off of off of dew and air hey I'm I'm not going to be that guy I might strive towards that goal I might strive towards that that level but I I know just as well as you do that that's that's not a something hey I love a story just as much as the next guy I love to I love to tell those kinds of stories and I love to to be a part of those kinds of stories. But living off of dew and air, that that's not a that's not reality. experiments in your life get rid of a bunch of things you know what I mean and 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 see see how all that works out with you and and build from there Just like, uh, like the Dalai Lama said, talking about being Buddhist. Don't don't take what you've learned from. Don't take what you learn from Buddhism to be a good Buddhist. Take what you've learned from Buddhism to be a better whatever you are. You know what I mean? Don't. 
don't take what you've learned from minimalism to be the ultimate minimalist and taking taking it to the most extreme level just because you know if that's what feels right to you then do that but also keep in mind you know that you're you're doing this for you not not because you want to you want to show off to to other people how how much better of a minimalist you are than they are that makes sense don't don't read the Tao Te Ching and become a Taoist just so that you can be you know more spiritually aware and and more woke than the next person don't same for Buddhism and Christianity and Catholicism and Islam don't don't devote yourself to these things so that you can be better than than somebody else at it devote yourself to these things because it it makes you feel good it makes you feel like you are a better person because that's what they're there for get rid of your stuff because it's a distraction from you you being the best you that you can be, you know, being the the youiest you that you can possibly be to to steal a line from Dr. Seuss. You know what I mean? Don't work so hard at being a Taoist and a and a Buddhist and a Christian and a minimalist and a and a doctor just so that you can carry the title doctor and rub it in people's faces. Don't, 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 don't do that. Please don't do that. Be a doctor to help people. Become more spiritually aware to help yourself. Improve the Improve the world in between your ears, not outside of your head. That's that's silly. That's ridiculous. Don't don't better yourself. I'm trying. I'm trying to flow with this just for another minute or so just to to try and say say the words to say the words in a, in a particular way so that it sounds cool like a, a quote your quote of the day don't <laughs> don't improve yourself so that you can rub it in people's faces you know, improve yourself to improve yourself so that you you increase the amount of time that you can live and spend with your family and be happy and love. Not so that you can be a jerk and, and ruin somebody else's life. You know? There that somewhere along that somewhere along that that 
you know, and it's kind of shotgunned a bunch of words all over the wall there, and somewhere in that in that pattern is what I'm trying to say. Ay, ay, ay. All right. I'm going to get off here. I'm going to run in here and grab me some lunch right quick, and I uh, will uh, maybe do another episode today and on my way back to the warehouse. So you have yourself a, a great day, and... Uh, Make sure you go down to the show notes and uh, there should be a link down there to my Twitter and there should be a pinned tweet to the rest of my social stuff. Once you get there, uh, let me know what you think about the show. Like, follow, subscribe, da-da-da-da-da, all that fun stuff. And I will talk to you later, man. Goodbye.